You're listening to the Remax Hustle Podcast, brought to you by Remax of Western Canada. Welcome to the Remax Hustle Podcast. My name is Wade Patterson. I'm a franchise coordinator with Remax of Western Canada, and I am your host for this audio experience. The Remax Hustle Podcast is all about providing you with value by leveraging the knowledge and expertise of our Remax network. On this episode, I'm joined by Zach Turlier with Remax Real Estate Central in Calgary, Alberta. After growing up in a family of real estate professionals, Zach was destined to follow suit. At the age of 19, Zach purchased his first home and he has had an interest in the real estate industry ever since. His motto is doing it right the first time, every time. And his Twitter bio describes himself as Mr. Happy-Go-Lucky Realtor. Zach is also our Southern Alberta ambassador for the Remax Young Leaders Network. Zach, welcome to the Remax Hustle Podcast. Pleasure to be here. There's a lot to unpack in that bio, but I want to start off with when specifically did you know you were going to be a full-time realtor? It kind of happened out of the blue for me. Um, When I got into the industry, it was because I was forced into it in a sense. I was working in the oil patch. Uh, there was a little bit of a downturn. I was looking for a career with a little bit more security. Um, both my parents were in real estate, so I grew up in that industry, but I never really had the mindset of getting into real estate, despite the fact that I bought a house when I was really young, um, because I didn't know anything about homes. I knew a little bit about investing, but I wasn't passionate in homes the same as I was with cars. But my parents, they convinced me that because I was really good at sales and I was really good with people that it didn't matter so much my background in construction or anything like that. So they encouraged me to take my real estate course. As it turns out, the first sale that I ever did was $1.8 million. And then I never looked back since. So that one really hooked me in. Yeah, no kidding. I'm curious, having parents in the industry, are there advantages and I'm guessing some disadvantages that maybe come with that? Yeah, there was definitely a little bit of both. So when I started in the industry, both my parents had been with Remax for 25 years each. So I I assume they had this wealth wealth of knowledge. They had a big client database. And I had an expectation that when I came in, there was going to be a lot of business. There was going to be a lot of systems set up just because that's the way that my mind worked. I thought they were busy all the time. They must have systems in place. And they really didn't have a lot of that. It was really Uh, bare bones, everything was done, paper and file, and they didn't have a lot of systems in place. So for me as a new agent, I was really kind of struck immediately that if I was going to be successful in the industry, I wasn't going to be able to rely on them because I'm completely different in how I approach the business. So I had to go out on my own and do things really differently. And now to this day, uh, they've actually implemented a lot of the things that I do because I've, I've looked at this as more of a business instead of a I don't want to say a job because my parents have been really successful for a long time, but things have started to change over the years. And I think they've noticed that and now they're starting to adapt a little bit more to the things that I'm doing in my mindset for the industry. Specifically, how long did it take you to start feeling like you were getting some traction in the industry? Did that happen right away after the first sale of that $1.8 million home? Or was it quite a while before you felt like this is something you can do for a long time? That definitely gave me a little bit more drive. It took about a month and a half to secure that deal. So it didn't take that long. But initially, I was really concerned because you don't know where your next paycheck's going to come from. And by no means were my parents feeding me uh, any deals or any leads or anything like that. I know a lot of other people are, you know, make comments of realtors that have parents that are in the industry. They think they have a silver spoon and they're just going to get business by default. But it wasn't it very much wasn't that way for me. So I knew uh, that if I wanted to keep on this on the same trajectory and continue to get and see these higher end sales or or build my client database, I was going to have to do it on my own. So I went out and and found 
the best ways to generate leads. So I did a lot of research. I read a lot of books uh, to really find out the best way how I can grow my business if I wasn't going to rely on them. You were recently in Kelowna for something called sales associate orientation, which is funny because you just mentioned you've been with Remax for quite a few years now. But one of the reasons for that is because we have this young leaders network and you are an ambassador for Southern Alberta. And one of our requirements to be an ambassador is that you have to attend sales associate orientation. So you're in town checking that box off in terms of requirements. But first off, before we get into the YLN, I'm curious from that experience of attending sales associate orientation, did you learn anything or were you surprised by any of the information that was given out? I think you can always learn something new. I don't think even the agents that have been in this industry the longest, every time I attend conventions and events, I see a lot of high performing top producers that are always at events because there's always something that you can take away. It might not be directly from some of the content that you're hearing, but it could just be through a conversation with a colleague, something that maybe struck you that day as a really good tip. I know Brent McIntosh yesterday, one of the neat things that I saw, and he's great with marketing. I steal a lot of his ideas, but he handed out, uh, he's got his business card set up like a hockey card. I don't know if he showed you one of those, but they were super slick. That is cool. No, I didn't see that, but but clever idea, something to stand out kind of. Yeah, but yesterday I think it just re- reminded me why I'm with this brand. I saw a lot of newer agents. So it's kind of a unique stance. And I'm kind of glad that I did this later on in life and not initially because I'm looking at it from almost the inside looking out or the outside looking in, however that goes. Because I've been in the industry for a few more years than these other agents, it's nice to see, you know, the new era of agent that's trying to get into the industry and some of the questions they have and me now having the ability to answer some of those questions and be really confident in the brand and where it's headed. So I was really encouraged by yesterday's uh, session. Right. And as I was mentioning before, we have this Young Leaders Network now with ambassadors spread out throughout Western Canada. You're the ambassador for Southern Alberta. What is the Young Leaders Network and why is it something that maybe is beneficial for agents under 40 years old who might want to join? Well, this is a new initiative, right? And I think it's going to be something that's going to be evolving over time, much like our industry. And so I think that the way the market is headed right now, at least in my business and throughout our office, we're starting to see more and more of the top producers month over month are starting to become a little bit younger and younger. And I think a large part of that is because we're tapped in a little bit more to who the buyers are in this market right now. And because the landscape of real estate is just changing so so drastically and there's so much disruption in our industry, we want to collaborate with like-minded individuals and try and give them tools to help better ourselves in the business for the future. So I think the the idea is is to to get a group of people together that uh, that want to better themselves through uh, sharing information. And the day before Activate starts in Banff, we have something brand new called the Young Leaders Network event, networking event, LIT, I think it is, Learn, Innovate, Transform. And what's your elevator pitch maybe? I mean, you just gave a lot of good reasons why people might want to connect with the Young Leaders Network, but specifically going to that event in Banff, if they're able to do so, what kind of benefit do you see from attending that? I think networking is key. If you can meet with a a bunch of like-minded individuals that really want to kill it in this industry, that want to see the the name or, or the terminology being a realtor 
raised up to the next level, then this is an event that you want to attend. You want to meet other people that have the same mindset, the same goals as you so that you can create a network that can pass referrals back and forth and also give suggestions and recommendations because I know Remax Western Canada is listening and you want to hear from us. And these are the people and these are the minds and the brains that you want to pick. So I think that that would be a good opportunity for anybody that's looking to empower themselves in business and with Remax uh, and to see their career grow. This would be a great event for them. Interested in learning more about a career in real estate? Head over to joinremax.ca. Yeah, and you, I think you hit the nail on the head there because one of the reasons we created the Young Leaders Network is not just to be talking at this group of people, but to be listening as well because it's a very important group that has a lot of knowledge in the I industry. I think it's a large part of it. A lot of the information that I get, even having been in the industry for seven or eight years, you'd be surprised there's new agents in my office that are 25 years old brand new to the industry uh, that have a lot of really cool ideas. So I'm always open to hearing that. And I think that we should be listening to these people if we want to see the industry progress moving forward. Really good point. I want to shift gears and talk a little bit about CRMs because it's my understanding that you use too many of them. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say a few or several. Uh, Can you walk us through the ones that you use and maybe why you choose to use multiple CRMs? Yeah, my business coaches would tell me and still tell me that I'm a little bit crazy for using the amount of CRMs that I do, but I'm a little bit OCD that way. So when I started in real estate, I, I really didn't like the, the the paper file way of doing things. And I know a lot of top producing teams still do use that method. Uh, but for me, I wanted to have tools that lived in the cloud so I can easily collaborate. So the first tool that I used and I read a book, Real Estate for Evernote by uh, Dean Ouellette. Um, so Evernote, what it does is it allows you to create kind of a filing system of checklists and, and it lives within the cloud. So I could share that with other members on my team so I could see anything that was going on in their file, uh, vice versa. But where it has limitations is it's not a CRM. So you can't do anything with the name data in there. I couldn't write emails to clients through Evernote or anything like that. So as my business grew, although Evernote is still a tool that I use, uh, I wanted to find ways to target my clients through the use of some automations. So that's why I started getting into um, other CRMs like Prospects, which I think we have across Canada. Uh, Prospects has a relationship with CoreLogic now. Uh, One of the reasons why I use Prospects to put my uh, client's first, last name, and email is because Prospects will send out a monthly automated newsletter for all the stats in their community, which I think is a good value add. It's a good tool because I just set it and forget it. And, you know, two, three years down the road, I always get an email from a client. It happens at least five, six times a year where someone will just reply to that market report and say, hey, Zach, thanks for the information. Uh, Jane and I are thinking about listing our house. Do you mind coming over? So it's just an easy thing that I can do to generate leads. Um, another system that I use, another CRM, is Exact Contact, and that's specifically for my direct mail newsletters. Now, I'm forced to use that program, sadly, because it doesn't integrate with anything else. So in order for these newsletters to get sent out to my clients, so addressed mail door to door, um, I have to input their information in exact contact. And then (laughs) the the other one, everybody's probably like, oh, my God, that's already a lot of CRM. (laughs) Then I use Realvolve, which is a company that I was really excited about when I heard about them at R4 about three or four years ago. Uh, They're really outside the box thinking in terms of 
systemizing your business. So they're more of a CRM, a transaction management software. Uh, they create a lot of workflows. Uh, it's a really interesting software if somebody wants to systemize their business, but it's a lot of work. What I've found over the years is that uh, it's almost a full-time job running some of these CRMs. Um, so if you don't have an admin or somebody that that is keying in that data, then you could be doing yourself a disservice in some cases by having too many systems. And then last but not least, this is a new system that I implemented this year. I think that's what, number four, number five, um, follow-up boss. And the reason I use follow-up boss is because a large portion of my business in the last, you know, this year, my business has been primarily about 65% repeat referral, uh, but 40, 45% of that is, or yeah, 40% of that would be uh, through new leads. So I do a lot of online lead generation. I'm bringing new members into the team. And really the best and most effective way for us to manage those leads has been through follow-up boss. It's really slick. It's really quick and uh, nothing slips through the cracks. And, and that's really helped us uh, see a high conversion rate. I convert at about 6% on seller leads, which is like insane. Uh, and some other members on my team will convert about 2 3%. So. Wow. Perfect. Any others or did you? <laughs> yeah, I think that's the last one. I mean, I've used, I've used them all, right? I've used top producer, nothing out of the box is great. And what I've come to learn after all these years is nothing is ever going to be perfect. And sometimes you have to keep it simple. I would say that I go overboard and I could probably earn a higher income if I kind of did away with a few of these things. I don't know that it's a hundred percent necessary to have all these things. I know other successful teams that don't, but I'm always looking to milk every last drop. Right. And so that's why I have all these different, it takes a little time to set up and put all these people in different systems, but they're getting hit from so many different angles. They're getting direct mail from me through one system. They're getting the newsletters through another system. I also use bomb bomb. So everybody that comes in through follow up boss, they're also getting a monthly newsletter, which bomb bomb does for free through our relationship with uh Remax. An interesting comment you made to me recently was we were chatting about tougher markets or, or tougher market conditions. And you talked about how you have seen some younger agents maybe finding a little more success than some of the veterans when it comes to communication styles. What did you mean by that? Yeah. So in our office and at least throughout our market in Calgary, I've just been watching the leaderboards and I'm seeing a lot of uh, new agents that are younger, even in their mid twenties that are seeing really good success. And a lot of the older agents in our, in our office and throughout our marketplace are starting to struggle a bit. And I think that that's in large part due to the way technology shifted in our market. Back in the day, uh, you know, people were open to getting a phone call to, to have that follow up from the real estate agent. And now, uh, as much as I like to get on the phone with my clients, that's not always the preferred method of communication and the same with leads. So I think what younger people have that maybe some of the older generation doesn't is they don't know how to capture that relationship as well anymore. Uh, most of my conversion is done through emails, video emails, uh, text messages. It's very rare that someone will answer the phone from me uh, unless they know or have a phone call that's expected or scheduled. Uh, even clients that I'm actively working with, like listings or buyers or something like that, they won't answer. They'll just text me back right away. And so that might be something that the older agents are missing out on. I don't think that they're completely out of the market. I, I think it's just a change that they might have to make in their business in order to be successful. You have to listen to your market. And I think the market's changing a little bit that way. So do you have any tips for how to realize what 
communication method is preferred from your clients or is it as simple as the way they start communicating with you and it's assumed that? I usually ask, right? Um, And I have a little checklist even when I'm going through a listing presentation. So uh, because not everybody uses the same device either. So for example, I use an iPhone and and I'll look around the table when I'm doing a listing or I'm working with buyers and I'll, I'll see maybe they're not using an iPhone, they use Androids. So one of my checklist items in my listing presentation is what is your preferred method of contact? Uh, I like for all of us to collaborate and be on the same page. So instead of me messaging Mr. Husband and, and Mrs. Wife separately, do you guys have WhatsApp? And and if they don't, then I'll educate them on what that is. Or would you prefer that we just see CC each other in emails? But more often than not, if people aren't using an iPhone, I'll just set up a WhatsApp group and I'll title it by whatever the property address is or, or buyers, Jane Doe, John Doe. And then we just collaborate back and forth that way. And if they prefer emails, then I'm happy to do that as well. Well, Zach, since this is the Remax Hustle podcast, we like to end every episode with a hustle tip. So what is your Remax Hustle tip for accomplishing a task when you need to get something done? I think this is kind of contrary to what you would think. So I... I guess hustle means in my mind, like get things done, go hard, go fast, like really grind and get it done. But I think my biggest tip would be to actually do the opposite. So when I'm really need to get something done and I'm stressed out, I I actually take a step back and I just want to calm myself down, take a moment to breathe and really think things through so that I can be a little bit more strategic in how I'm getting things done and how I'm using my time. Because in this business, it's easy to get monkey brain. And I I still get it all the time. But one of the things I've really been focusing on this year is to just take a step back, breathe. And then once you're a little bit more clear minded, then you can get the things done that you need to do and you'll execute on them much better. That is so true. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Zach, for taking the time to share your knowledge on this episode of the Remax Hustle podcast. Pleasure. And that's all for this episode. We hope that you took away an idea or strategy to help grow your business and perhaps most importantly, allow you to continue that Remax Hustle. We'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Remax Hustle podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and rate this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from.